Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome to the Lessons I Learned podcast, where I share what I've learned and am still learning about marriage, mothering, friendship, health and wellness, spiritual growth, and everything in between. I'll be learning right along with you, as many of my guests have such great things to say. So get ready to listen, grow, be open and teachable, and get ready to learn and have fun doing it. Well, you are going to enjoy today's conversation because my guest is super energetic, super fun, and just all around super. My friend Wendy Pauls shares the lessons she learned while training for a half Ironman. Yes, you heard that right, a half Ironman. She is incredible. Here's my interview with Wendy. All right, welcome back to the Lessons I Learned podcast. I am here with one of my favorite people on the planet, Wendy Pauls, and we're actually sitting out. Okay, I have to just paint a picture (laughs) for all of the listeners. We are, we've locked ourselves out on my back porch and Mm -hmm. it's stifling hot (laughs) mid-August just to get out of the way. Like our guys are in the living room, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be making Dan put my boys to bed. I'm like, you know what? We've got a podcast to record. I can't do it tonight. I know. It's our excuse to visit. We just happen to be recording it. Yes. I know. It's great. Yes. So, and actually you were the one... Um, uh, friend that, cause I, I've been, um, interviewing some friends and yep. some that aren't, but I, you were the one friend that I said, I have a feeling we're just, if, especially face to face, we're just going to really <laughs> battle like giggling uh-huh. through the whole thing. I know. It'll be fun. So, mm-hmm. Excuse us if, uh, we, you know, burst out in giggles, but actually, um, Wendy, you are one of the most inspiring women that I know. Um, and you're lots of fun. Mm. You and Kevin, like, we just love hanging out with you. It's just fun time. We love hanging out with you guys. Aw, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad that we have this awesome excuse to hang out. Um, but you're also just one of these women that I've literally said to Dan before, when I f- know all of the things you accomplish and that you're doing, um, I look at Dan and I literally say, I have no excuse. I just Mm. have no excuse. Like, look (laughs) at Wendy. She is incredible. Um, And so for my listeners, um, I'll just give a quick intro of how I know you. And then you can share a little bit more about you. So, man, we go back, I think we figured out 15 years or so. How old was Jordan? Oh, goodness. I can remember. I remember being at your house one Mm -hmm. night for dinner and he just looked, it was like after, like, okay, wait, we're going to pray over the food. And then he looked at you and he went, now, mom. <laughs> and he started shoveling this massive pile of peas. Uh-huh, in uh-huh. His, and I said, I've never mm-hmm. seen a child put a green vegetable in his yeah. face faster. Yeah. So good on with you. With ketchup, though. With peas a lot of sugar. with ketchup. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that, what do you have been, like, five or six? Would have been, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, about 15, 15 years. Yeah, because he's 21. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And so our men, our husbands kind of have a bromance. That's what mm-hmm. we call mm-hmm. They just love each other so They love much each other. In yep. the most platonic way. Um, but they're both musicians. They're both mm-hmm. singers. And they've traveled together. Um, we were talking over dinner tonight, remembering the first time we ever met your husband, Kevin Pauls, mm-hmm. who is like one of Canada's most amazing singers out there. Um, and 
He was actually, the first time we met him, he was so encouraging mm. to my husband, to both of us, because he, from the moment he met us, he's been, you've both been our cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. That's because we think you guys are legitimately awesome. Aww, thank you. We think Talented, amazing. So like, it's easy to encourage you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were at a kind of a low point in our life and wondering, can we do this? Mm. Can we make it? And here comes this guy who was already doing it and making mm-hmm. it. And we had just sat at his concert. And then we found ourselves at Krabby Joe's, this like awesome, you know, divey restaurant, chain restaurant in London, Ontario. And he was just so encouraging. Like he had, he, he met Dan and said, you're the guy that wrote Amazing. Oh my goodness. And just keep going. And mm-hmm. from that night on, he has been one of the most encouraging, probably, mm. probably the most encouraging um, forces in Dan's life to just keep going and doing what we're doing. So we have similar lives. We yep. mm-hmm. um, both have husbands who travel and do music. Um, and then we're both kind of um, you know, we did the mom. You have older kids now, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, you did a lot of years like at home with the kids, yep. trying to make everything work and supporting your husband. But then also, there's this dynamic woman inside of you that is like, no, when I am Wendy, hear me roll. Like, I'm not just going to sit around and, you know, so you have. Um, just an awesome thing going yourself. You are a motivational coach. Now, I don't know if I have the lingo right. So That's, you can, sure, maybe you can sure. tell, tell the listeners what you do and a little bit about yourself. And okay, I always like to do like a couple favorites. So like favorite, um, like indulgence, favorite comfort food. Oh, maybe. well, okay. Well, those are kind of different. Like okay. my favorite indulgence, you know, is donuts. And yes. I've become a donut connoisseur in the past in few common. years. <laughs> yes. I know. And when I travel now, I like Google you go gourmet and- donuts. And I, if there's a place in the area, like within a reasonable driving distance, yeah. we will go there. And it's amazing how all these different places are, you know, popping up. All okay, over the we need country. To go on tour together. Oh my god! We gosh. need to just plan a whole tour and a base it donut, donut tour. <gasps> we can like mm-hmm. speak on the side, but then our main mm-hmm. thing. We, we can have like, like a donut podcast, like where we're yes. sampling them and then talk about them. Listen, yeah, I think women mm-hmm. out there would actually listen to that. Legit, <laughs> and we'll like record the sound of us yeah. eating <laughs> donuts, licking yeah. our lips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So comfort food. I'm also a fan of. I like salty sweet. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I have, have a favorite, time. absolute favorite restaurant in um, Kitchener near okay. where, where we live called um, Red Ginger and it's Thai food. Oh, okay. And there's a golden chicken curry that I'm, I'm like a what about Bob eater. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. and I'll no joke, you can ask Kevin after every time we order it. Like I've asked for Kevin to get it for our last three anniversaries. Like I don't want to go to a steak restaurant. I want this red ginger golden curry. Okay. And I bite it and I'm like, mm. like right away, every uh-huh. time. Well, so that's I my don't know. I comfort food. I guess we food. have to add that to our list. Yeah. I'm Donuts sure, and curry. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. Um, so tell the listeners um, just a little bit more about you, what you do, and who you are, and then we'll go from there. All right. So for for work, uh, so I'm a life coach. I have I started life coaching in 2006. 
uh, I'm often asked how I got started. Mm -hmm. And my childhood best friend, who lives in BC, was visiting uh, in 2005. And she said to me, have you ever heard of life coaching? And at that time, I mean, it's still, there's people who haven't right. heard of it, but very few people had kind of heard of it at that time. I'd never heard the term, didn't have a clue what it meant. So I said, why? I haven't heard of it. Why? And she says, because I think you'd be a great coach. Mm. So because she knows me well, she was a um, children's counselor at the time. So I you took- were probably unofficially doing it already. That's well, maybe. Why. Yeah. 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 We, we've always had these amazing, you know, talks and- uh, about personal development and all that kind of stuff. So I started looking into it and uh, I found a coach in my area and I hired her and, you know, a couple sessions in, I thought, oh yeah, like what she, how she is helping me, I want to help other people. Awesome. So, you know, I researched training schools and things like that, took the training and, you know, kind of jumped in. I've been doing that ever since. Fun facts. I feel like for the listeners, they would like to know, I feel like you at one point did a life coaching session with Justin Bieber's mom. Is that I, not true? I did. I did. Oh, I did. So cool. No, I know. I know. Like, and, well, and actually I met Justin, but oh. yeah, because because I'm talking to Patty, mm-hmm. who I've tried to contact since, but you know, mm, she's yeah. just obviously you know big and famous now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was um, speaking at a single moms camp. Okay. And so Patty, his mom w- was there, and I was chatting with her after. And this handsome young man came into the room. She's like, "Oh, I want you to meet my son Justin. He likes to sing and play the yeah, guitar and whatever." And of course, I know. No, I have no idea. Yeah. He has no idea. She has no idea. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. Because because she's a single mom, right? Their names weren't the same because she's Patty okay. Millette. Yeah. He's Justin Bieber. So Justin was actually famous. Okay. And I my girls loved his music oh, and everything. So and I hadn't made the connection. Okay. Until one day we're watching, you know, television and they have like they bring his mom onto the program. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Crazy. like that's Patty. Because I I didn't make the connection, yeah. right? Oh wow. So I know. Just that's, so fun. That's so awesome. fun. Yeah. Just just a fun little I know, thing, little you know? Fun, a little fun, fun tidbit, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So you do the life coaching thing. Yeah. Um, and I know that comes out of, that's just who you are. I've said before in our podcast, it's funny, we're actually swapping podcast interviews right now. Yeah, we I know. Like, you do my together. podcast. I'll do your <laughs> podcast if you do my podcast. <laughs> and, um, and earlier we were saying how I'm like a self-help junkie. I love mm-hmm. just like... Um, personal development and you're all Mm -hmm. about that you're all about striving to be better to reach goals and to attain certain things and so that's one thing I admire about you is number one um, we look to you guys for inspiration because you're kind of maybe 10 years ahead of us Mm -hmm. doing you've been doing it longer and you're doing it well and we just even tonight had a conversation that we just need motivation and Mm -hmm. encouragement from Mm -hmm. you guys but um also, you are an avid athlete, and you. This is where I said I have no excuse because you <laughs> just finished mm-hmm. a half Ironman. Yes, mm-hmm. you're a woman. three weeks ago. You're a yeah. woman, an Iron Woman. Half, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So that means you're a full Iron Woman. <laughs> um, yeah, like there should be a, a movie about you. 
Iron Man and then Iron Woman. And then Iron Woman. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. um, so on your social media, you took us on a little bit of a journey that I caught yeah. some of. That, of course, those are only little snippets of yes. what we see in the process. Yeah. But I can only imagine training for something like that. So first of all, what on earth possessed <laughs> you to want to attempt something mm. like that? I mm-hmm. know you've always been athletic and um, self-disciplined and things like that, but tell us, like, how did that come to be? Mm-hmm. Um, I have done distance running in the past, although the past few years I've been doing more like I call them CrossFit style workouts okay. at a gym that I go to. But I had what I call a maybe bucket list. So doing a half Ironman was on my maybe bucket list. And the only reason it didn't make it fully on, because I just wasn't convinced that I could handle the the swim portion of the event. So I was okay. like, I'd kind of like to do it, but I'm really afraid of that part. So Ironman, just so everybody knows. So there's a running component, a swimming component. And a biking component. So it's a triathlon. It's, a triathlon. it's just okay. the distances okay. that are different in different triathlons. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my brother-in-law and sister-in-law have done half and full Ironmans. So I always thought the challenge was like big and inspiring, but also just a little bit daunting because I'm not... I just don't have the technical aspects of the swim. So this year was a challenging year for me at the beginning of the year because this is the year I turned 50. Mm, never and never. I, I was a little bit struggling with that, to be honest. The number is big and uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't love the sound of it. I don't like the idea of aging and getting older. Mm-hmm. And so I, I say signing up for this or registering for this is my like midlife crisis okay. event. I wanted to prove to myself that I could still like tackle a challenging physical Uh, event, but Mm -hmm. I knew I was doing it for more than that. I was doing it for like mental, emotional, and spiritual reasons also, because there's so many lessons that I learn in training. Mm, It's called Lessons I Learned Podcast. Ah, So so what Uh are some of the lessons that you learned through training? Because it takes a special person, a strong person to decide, um, and not just decide, but carry through the process Mm -hmm of, um, I'm going to do this thing that seems nearly impossible when mm-hmm. I would rather be, I could be on the couch watching, uh, the voice or the Hallmark channel or the mm-hmm. food network. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what, um, what did you learn through that process that we didn't see on Instagram? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you some things about the process and then, you know, ultimately what I learned through some of those struggles. Okay. So I chose um, a half Ironman, partly because of that, like the name Ironman, right? I'd done some other events and I wanted something that was challenging and that would push me because I could have done some other type of race, but I thought, no, I kind of wanted to pick something that I was a little bit afraid of. Mm. So one of the reasons that I was afraid wasn't just the physical challenge of it. it it's, I realized much of my life I have avoided doing things I'm not good at. Hmm. And this stared me right in the face as I was about to do this because I'm not a good swimmer. I'm not afraid of the water and I can breaststroke, but I literally didn't know how to do the front crawl. Okay. So this would require me like taking on like a new sport that I didn't know at all and, and putting myself in a beginner 
you know, right. posture or position, right. which I don't like. Mm. I don't like being in that place. I don't yeah. like not knowing what I'm doing. I don't like possibly looking stupid. That makes me very uncomfortable. And I started to recognize this and thought, well, that's why you need to do it mm. because you're putting yourself, you know, in and those mo- spaces. Most people wouldn't say that though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, well, you know what? I looked back and realized how many times in life I think I missed out on things because I was afraid of looking stupid or afraid of doing something okay. I'm not good at. Yeah. From uh, baseball. The funny thing is I actually like baseball, but I rarely played because it's one of those sports. Like when you go up to bat, like if you strike out, like you're not blending in. It's you know what I'm saying? Nothing. It's not like volleyball yeah. or something. You Oops, you quickly, like it's you're stuff's done. happening. Yep. No, like all eyes are on you. You strike out. It's like everybody knows you struck out. Yeah. So I would like sometimes like not play. I might even want to play, but like I would choose not to because I might look stupid. Okay. So I look back on that and I don't even like saying that now because that's like admitting, you know, that I let fear Mm -hmm. uh, or embarrassment like get the best of me. So because I've increased in, you know, self-awareness over the years, I thought, okay, this is one of those things. And yeah, this will mean that you are putting on a beginner mindset you're going to have to take um, like lessons and critique from wow. other people. Um, and I remember the first time I asked a girl from uh, my gym to go with me. She's a competitive swimmer. Oh, wow. So I said, will you come to the pool with me? Like I was starting from zero. Like literally I'd put my face in the water. I could do like two strokes and I'd have to come up for air. Like I just, I couldn't do yeah. it. I was starting like at zero. And so she, I ha- invited her out and she was there in the pool. And I mean, starting with like, having me like blow bubbles in the water. Do you know what I mean? Like that level. And I had to be like 50 year old woman. I know. I know. And you're like, this is embarrassing. Like we go to the gym together and we were, but she's seeing me and I'm going, you know, in the water. (laughs) Like, but I thought this is what it takes, but I would have to really psych myself for that. Right. Mm. Another piece that a lot of people wouldn't know is that even a few years ago is the first time I was comfortable wearing a bathing suit. Because of my Mm. upbringing, I have struggled a lot with like body image issues. Mm. And so well into adulthood, close friends would know, like I would wear a t-shirt over my bathing suit. I just didn't feel comfortable. So I I still had to kind of deal with that. Like I've progressed a lot, but still a Mm. bathing suit is just next level, like vulnerable if you have body And usually the ones that you're wearing in one of those are not the most flattering bathing suits. Right, right. And you're not just having to cover up and all that. And then speaking of like vanity kind of things, I quickly learned I needed a swim cap, which I didn't know right Uh, away. I'm like, oh, that's gorgeous. And goggles, you know what I'm saying? So all of that kind of stuff. So there were a lot of little things to overcome in the process. Right. Uh, even I remember the first time going to the pool near me and I was nervous, not just about the swim, but like, I don't know where to go. Like I haven't come to a pool by myself. I don't know how lane swims work. And if I hadn't decided like that, this was all going to be about me pushing myself through discomfort. Mm -hmm. Like I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because the whole thing around that was uncomfortable. And it was for a while. Like, I didn't want to be in someone's way. I didn't, you know what I mean? What lane do you go in? Slow, you know, leisure, this, and if it's crowded and, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. So there was a lot of little things to overcome in the, so in the many, process. So there's a lot of getting over yourself, which I never thought. So much. Um, it, you know, he, I'm expecting to hear about the grueling, mm-hmm. you know, like pushing yourself when you don't want to stop or when you yep. want to stop and things like that. But so much of it 
it is, yeah, getting over yourself, which I think, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a lot of women would identify with. And yep. actually, uh, to be quite frank, when you're talking about the swimming, it's bringing back to me. I'm, I cannot. I'm not mm. a great swimmer. Mm-hmm. I, to this day, and I'm 38, about to be 39, and I have to plug my nose to go underwater. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking. Um, when the boys were learning to swim, like wondering, maybe I should take swimming lessons along with Keaton uh-huh. to learn, so that we can learn together. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. That sounds, you know, so silly. Um, it's more common I, than you might think. I'm learning yes. that a lot of adults and Wendy, I didn't do it, mm. and I still to this day, and mm-hmm. and that is one thing that I can't do that I wish I could do, mm. but there's this barrier of fear mm-hmm. and feeling stupid and all that. Mm-hmm. So I completely identify. Sweetie, come to the pool with me. Let's <laughs> blow bubbles together. Come, we'll blow bubbles together. I have like beginner drills. Oh, yeah, I don't know about the uh-huh. cap though. I'm gonna have to I ponder know. the cap. I'm I know, have to right? The cap. Um, Set aside vanity. Yeah. 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 So there's mm-hmm. getting over yourself, but uh-huh. what other obstacles, like were, when you were training, were there moments where you were like, I'm done, I think I'm going to just like quietly bow out or, you know, what, were there mental obstacles? Were mm-hmm. there physical obstacles? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just share what, mm-hmm. what was the reality. Before we continue, if you're liking what you're hearing and you want more, head over to patreon.com slash Macaulay's to support our ministry and keep us going. Now, let's get back to the conversation. There were times it was very mentally tough. I, I pretty much had determined, especially once I registered, uh, I'm Dutch and I'm cheap. And so once I pay a few hundred dollars for a van, I'm going to do it. And people, I told people, so I'm like, I have to do it. Um, but there were times where I really struggled with like my attitude. I would get really negative. Um, you know, the training process is like months leading up to the event. Yeah. There were days where I would wake up and I knew I had to go out and do like a three-hour bike ride, and I can hear the wind blowing outside, and I'm like, yeah, I do forget. not want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I always tried to link that with okay. So when you do, and when you face the struggle, and when you're you know biking into the wind and miserable, like kind of equating that with sometimes life is like that, and circumstances right. are like that, and trying to kind of. Um, build these associations so when it gets hard in life, I can remind myself, yeah, you know, you biked into the wind and it was hard for a bit, but then, you know, the the wind turns or you right. turn and then the wind's behind you. And mm-hmm. so kind of forming analogies that could help me well after the fact, mm-hmm. uh, just in dealing with kind of mental toughness. Yeah. Um, one of the, so yes, yeah, so there were many difficult training days, I had to make a lot of, as you can imagine, like sacrifices, like when you want to sleep in and you're getting up, when we would be traveling. So speaking of dealing with kind of the fear of not liking things I'm not good at or I'm not comfortable with. So we traveled once or twice during that time to to Nashville. And if I was going to be gone for a week, I couldn't miss like training Training for a week. So I would have to find like a pool in the area. So now I'm going to like a strange pool, right? And trying to do like my workout there, uh, trying to figure out running routes, trying to fit it in with the travel schedule. So there was a Mm -hmm. lot of like, you know, kind of mental juggling. Yeah. Uh, and then I do want to share my one super miserable story because this okay. was the one time when I thought this might be it. Okay. Like, Lay it so on. So I had 
signed up for these. They're called Splash and Dashes, and they're about an hour from my house at a little conservation area lake. And the idea is they're timed, but they're not a race. They're really like prep for people that are doing triathlons. So it was... um, the loop in the lake is 800 meters, and you can do it like twice, okay. right? So 1,600 meters. So the the um, half Ironman is just under 2K. Okay. So I'll give you an idea. Uh, and then after you do that, you get out. If We were wearing wetsuits at the time. You take your wetsuit off, and you run like 5K. Mm-hmm. So I thought these would be really good because one of my other barriers was learning to do an open water swim. So swimming in a lake instead uh, of a pool. Uh, yeah. Which <laughs> was a whole new set of like obstacles for me. Okay. You can't see in the lake. Like yeah. I'm used to seeing in a clear pool, swimming along the black line, yeah. you know, so it was just Ugh. this other whole thing to, to yeah. overcome. So anyway, the first time that I went to do one of these, Kevin came with me and we get there and I get the wetsuit on, get in the water, they, you know, blow the horn and we're off. Um, not like a few minutes in, I don't know if I took on water or whether I was panicking or whether it was allergies or whether it was all of the above. Mm-hmm. My breathing, like my throat kind of closed almost Ooh. like asthma. Okay. Like, so I was breathing like, <gasps> you know, Ooh. just closed right in and I started coughing. Mm-hmm. So common sense tells you that's not good I'm when done. you're swimming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I can't breathe. Like, so when I'm coming up for air, like the rest of the time my face is in the water, but when I'm coming up to take a breath, I can't get air. Uh. So I'm hacking. So I would like swim a couple strokes, come up, hack, swim a couple strokes. So I determined then that I was at least going to do the one loop. Okay. I was there and I thought, no, like you're going to at least do that. So I did the, the one loop, but broken up, struggling, coughing. I got out of the water and Kevin was standing there and I was like, I'm screwed. Like, yeah. like what am I going to do? This, the race was like six weeks away. Mm. And I thought, I, I literally don't know if I can do you it. can do it, yeah. So luckily the lady who runs them was one of those kind of tough kind of coaches. And she's like, all right, you know, take the wetsuit off, get running, you know, like not, don't feel sorry for yourself. Right. Like just get who going. Cares, lady? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I did the run, finished. But when I finished that day, like I cried. Because I thought, I've put so much work in, um, and there's a good, like, it felt like there's a really good chance that this actually isn't going to happen for me, because one of the things about an Ironman triathlon is every portion of the event has a time cutoff. I was wondering that. So it's not just like I can just go in and kind of leisurely, you know, you do have a time cutoff. I mean, it's it's a fair time cutoff, but it also keeps you from just totally being leisurely. So, I mean, you do have to get in there and you got to, you know, you got to swim. So I was really freaked out. Hmm. So that was a bad week for me mentally. So I I got a message. Somebody private messaged me on on Facebook and and talked about this swimming technique that they had been introduced to. So I I looked it up online and I actually bought an online course. It's called Total Immersion Swimming. And uh, and they just take, it's a different approach to swimming. And he takes you like right back to like floating in the water. And you know what I mean? Like kind Mm -hmm. of just not worrying about your stroke, not worrying about like getting some other stuff in place first. And Mm -hmm. it's a way more relaxed approach. So that week I worked on those drills all week. So I had to kind of, it's almost like going back and starting over. Yeah. Already at that point. Wow. Um, But it really helped me to relax. And so I had a decision to make that following week. I could go back to that lake and do another splash and dash, but I was afraid it would be, you know, a repeat the of the thing. previous yeah. week. 
Um, or I could go to a different lake or I could, you know, do something else. And I realized, no, I have to go back to that lake. I knew it. Yeah. 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 I have to go back to that lake. And when I got there, the, the coach there was great. She said something to me that she probably didn't even realize how powerful it was. She said to me, I knew you'd be back. Oh, wow. So that was very encouraging. And that night I was by myself. Kevin didn't come with me that night. And I just, I was using some of the things I'd learned, really staying calm in the water. And uh, I did the the full two loops and got out and went, okay. You you conquered. Okay. You came and you conquered. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> That's a good that feeling. felt really good. Yeah. And that was literally like one week apart. So so, so that was only a few mm. weeks leading up. So you did it. And now, okay, so um, some of us listening can easily forget, and I almost forgot, and then I realized that you are not a professional athlete. Like you have no. a life aside no. uh-huh. from this. Uh-huh. Like yeah. you're not just doing this mm-hmm. and then go home the rest of the day and nap or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like you have a life to lead. Yeah. And this was so in this decision, I'm just thinking, this is a full on commitment. This is it was a, a big life commitment. commitment. Mm-hmm. This is a I know when I've only trained for 10Ks before, like that's a commitment for my kids and my family too, yeah. because I had a young kid at the time and my husband would have to watch him in the mornings when I go out and you know, I'm going over here for an hour and training when I should be doing this. So it's it's a commitment. Mm. And you did it. Yeah. Now, yeah. the day of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. here you are. You're struggling. You made it through the day of. Now, I wasn't there, but I saw the pictures, and I saw you, and even cooler, you and your son, yes, Jordan. Yes, my son did it with me. Crossing the finish line together with the arms raised. <laughs> yes. And like I literally remember getting choked up watching, mm-hmm. uh, looking at that picture and what it represented. And I can only imagine what mm. you felt finishing. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us, A, like just, you know, what happened that day, what you were feeling. And then what I want you to do is now all of us um, listening, most of us listening are not going to attempt an Ironman <laughs> right. of mm-hmm. any kind. <laughs> but yeah. how can we apply this, um, the, you know, the things that you learned out of this mm-hmm. to our own life if we mm-hmm. have a goal, if we have um, something that we're striving for, or just in general, like we, what can we learn from Wendy doing this Ironman? So yeah, yeah. just fill us in on that day and then and then what you've learned. It, well, it was an amazing experience. I did, I did cry when I crossed the finish line. Uh, my family was there. Many of them were there cheering me on, and I did cry. It was very emotional because it represents so much more than that right. day. It yeah. represents dealing with and overcoming all of those previous struggles, some mm-hmm. of which I shared today. Yeah. So it's, it just it feels really big. And as I said, I equate it with things outside of just yeah. the physical training, right? So yeah. much of the mental stuff and pushing past fears and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And now you can apply that to your entire life, totally. to your world. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the, th- the lessons that I learned, you alluded to it earlier, is um, like kind of getting out of your own way. I was, I was in my own way around some of these things. So a lot of the obstacles and things that we allow um, to hold us back are in our head, mm. right? Yeah. Like, so I could have said, well, I can't do it. I can't swim. Like, kind of true, but I can learn to swim, right? right? Um, yeah, oh, I'm not a professional athlete. Okay, but, you know, it's a goal I want to do, so kind of I can figure out how to do it. Right. Um, so a lot of the things, in fact, in my coaching work, one of the things that I figure out with people is most things in life that hold people back are not 
um, like physical or external obstacles. They're internal obstacles. In they're head. they're in their own head. It's yeah. their own belief system, their own uh, belief limitations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're having some of those fears or doubts, look and make sure that the things holding you back aren't just mm-hmm. choices you're making, lies you're believing about yourself. Yeah. Right. Because as you talked about earlier, you can do so much more than you realize mm-hmm. you can. Yes. But you have to challenge yourself to see that, actually. Yeah. You won't know what you're capable of mm-hmm. until you push against those boundaries. Exactly. Right? Yeah. In our earlier podcast that I was mm-hmm. recording for you, and you were asking me, what did you learn through um, you know, going through the process of a book, is I learned that I can do something like that. And it gives me... Um, bravery to attempt something else and go, you know Absolutely. what? I figured it out. I It gives you this confidence and boldness like, okay, I can go conquer the next thing. I know. So mm-hmm. I would encourage the listeners, whatever it is, do something hard. Hard for that you. you think, mm-hmm. I can't possibly do this. Mm-hmm. And when you conquer that, that's just going to give you this gusto to be like, it you know does. what? Yep. What's next? What can I do next? Mm-hmm. So what's next for you, Wendy? Probably a few naps or mm, what? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, oh. um, I just want to say one, one, other, one other thing. Sure. My, my mind went there. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I, that I learned that I want to encourage people okay. is that um, everybody is a, a beginner at some point. Mm. So the recognition, because I think that's a big one for a lot of people. I mean, I think you dealt with that one as the writer too. Mm-hmm. You weren't a writer before yeah. you became a writer, right? right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do this before I did it. So we all have to, in some area of our life, like be willing to be a beginner. That's good. And then, you know, kind of grow from there. Mm-hmm. And we all need cheerleaders. Yes. I was so thinking that. We all that. need yes. cheerleaders, like mm-hmm. in a, you know, in the literal sense. And um, along my training, like people checking in with me, um, my family being at the event, and you, you talked about it at the beginning of this, we all need that. We can't mm-hmm. do it on our own. We all need like other people to, to cheer us along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's next for me? Well, do you mean in the like... Whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about launching uh, my podcast yes. that we alluded to earlier. Tell and everyone the name of of it because I think it's so cool. Flossom Humans. And what does that mean? It means, uh, I mean, there's you can hear the word awesome in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people who are pushing past some of the boundaries, they're they're getting out of their own way, right, yeah. to, to try some things that are maybe scary or that they haven't done before. Uh, but they're still flawed. They're still human. So... Right. You know, my guests are people you can relate to and be inspired by. They awesome. are flawsome humans, just like you are. Oh, thank you. So, so this is one of those very things that we talked about, like the yeah. podcast. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I'm not a podcaster. Yeah. Um, until I start doing it, and then you become a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's the learn by doing, and you know, when I get afraid, there was something else recently. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, I, I don't know how to do that. And I was going to kind of let that be an excuse. And then I said to myself in my head, yeah, well, you didn't really know how to swim and you figured that out. Exactly. So kind of calling yourself out when you're making excuses and going, you know what, just start. Mm-hmm. Kind of figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's one of my next projects. And then I'm working on some other big 
too much detail to get into oh, projects yeah. with my husband, yes. but uh, uh, that, exciting I'm stuff. I'm super excited about. You guys are dreamers and you're doers. You accomplish what you set out to do and you're just super inspiring. And like I said, we just go, we have no excuse. Look at Kevin and Wendy, <laughs> look at all they're doing. And I said, you're one to talk. You, oh, <laughs> um, so I just said earlier, you guys are just in your, pre- like you, ha- you don't give yourself excuse either. Mm. You could go, you know what? I'm a grandma now. I'm going to sit around and just play. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You're, you are an active grandma. You mm-hmm. are a grandma who's chasing goals yeah. and dreams. And you're so inspiring and you're just, you look the best you've ever looked. And I, I'm going to make sure I get a nice picture on for our podcast so that everyone can see who I'm talking to Um, but I just love you you're fun and you're inspiring and I hope that the women out there I know the women out there listening are just gonna go okay that thing that has been kind of Mm. in the back of my head that I haven't wanted to do I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go do it Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna make it happen yeah I hope so I hope so awesome well thank you so much you are so welcome all right (laughs) bye bye Don't you feel motivated to go conquer the world now? Or at least that thing that you've been apprehensive about doing? I hope that Wendy inspired you to reach for more. I hope that you take her advice to try something new that you're not good at. Remember, we're all beginners at some point. But when we realize that dream and reach that goal, it empowers us and builds us up to believe that we aren't failures but we are conquerors. If you're not feeling that way, let me ask, what is holding you back? As Wendy said, usually the biggest or the only thing in our way is ourselves. What have you missed out on because you feared you'd fail or you'd look silly trying? Don't let fear and embarrassment get the best of you. You don't know what you're capable of until you push your boundaries. In that process, you may look or feel dumb, but you may also feel proud and accomplished and might not only help yourself, but help others in the process. Speaking of others, make sure you surround yourself with cheerleaders, people who believe in you and won't care that you're blowing bubbles, but will help you do broad strokes towards your dreams. And if you can't find a friend who will encourage you, cling to the biggest cheerleader of your life, the one who gave you life and wants you to live it to its fullest. Most of the time, we need to get over ourselves and get under the influence of our God, who sees our potential as much greater than we'd think. He is our greatest champion and most reliable source of strength. He will help you reach every goal, realize every dream, and become all that He's destined you to be. If God is for you, who can be against you? In all things, you are more than a conqueror, and in your weakness, He is made strong. So no excuses, girls. With God's help, you can do hard things. I hope you've been encouraged, challenged, and have learned something new today. It is my passion to help women become the best version of themselves with God's help. All the ministry we do, we feel deeply called to, and we live by faith doing it. 
Would you consider supporting our ministry at patreon.com slash Macaulay's? That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash m-a-c-a-u-l-a-y-s. You may see a link on your screen nearby if you're tuning in using YouTube, SoundCloud, or my website. But if not, that's where you can go to find us. We are grateful for every one of you who believe in us and champion our ministry. Lots and lots of love. Danielle.